1: And I am Kyle, and we are happy to have you guys back on again. Kevin,
0: as per usual, I have a funny to tell you, and so I want to tell you. Now, normally, we discuss these before the show, but we didn't discuss this one, so you ready
1: for it? I guess.
0: <laughs> hey. okay, well, I'm going to tell you anyway. So. Uh, <laughs> All right.
1: I have no idea what's <laughs> happening, people.
0: All right. <laughs> Kyle's in a mood today. Kyle is in... There's the funny mood, and then there's the annoying mood. I'm in the annoying mood. And you know you're annoying when you can admit that you're annoying. So, (laughs) you're going to have to deal with it with this episode. But, if you guys know me well, and you listen to our show, you know that I have a traumatizing fear of spiders. And that fear has been passed down to my oldest daughter. Mm. Now, I was brushing my teeth the other day, and I... Happened to look up into the mirror, and across the ledge of the mirror was a yellow spider. They're common in our house. I don't know why, but they are. And I I thought about it. I thought about killing it. And as I thought about killing it, I also thought about not killing it, because that would be the safer thing for me. So I decided I was going to let the spider live today. So I brushed my teeth. I watched it crawl away. Now, you got to understand, there's also a stepping stool by our bathroom sink so my daughters can brush their teeth. And by the stepping stool is a hand towel. So unbeknownst to me, the spider must have crawled into the hand towel. And my daughters, when they brush their teeth, their shoulder rubs up against the hand towel. So this is like 20 minutes later after I have this whole experience with the spider. I'd already forgotten about the spider. My daughter comes out of the living room after brushing her teeth. And what do you think's on her shoulder?
2: <laughs> the, spider. the spider, bro. Oh, the spider. my goodness. And
1: I
0: instantly, I'm like this. My eyes are big. I'm like, uh-oh. She wigs out,
1: oh, man. freaks out,
0: jumps around, and proceeds to stomp on the ground at the spider. So, I learned my lesson. If I'm going to properly protect my family, I need to get over my fear of spiders because I let that spider go, and the dang thing almost attacked my daughter.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness! Wow, I you know, listen.
0: What are the odds that I let a spider go, and 20 minutes later, that <laughs> spider's on your daughter's shoulder? <laughs>
1: That's hilarious. That, yeah, man. That's yeah. That's that's crazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you give that spider a second chance, and he just a savage. And he just spat on my
0: second chance. So guess what? Him and all his siblings aren't getting second chances anymore. Right, yeah, <laughs> right. It's a generational curse now because of your dad. <laughs> well, you usually you usually have an agreement with spiders. You usually look them right in the eyes. And you say, "I'm gonna let you go." Yeah. But you ain't gonna bother me no more. Yeah. And usually you don't see that spider anymore. This one went back on his promise. Wow. So he met the wrath of McKenna.
1: Yes. Yes. Well, guys, we've got a show for you today. It is kind of a I you know, if 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 you've been around for the last couple of weeks, two or three weeks, you have heard the news about little Nas X. All right. And some of you, and I'll explain for those of you who do not know who Little Nas X is, I'll explain who he is here in a second, but it has dominated the social media, the news. I mean, everyone's reporting on this and it's caused outrage with Christians and all of that based on a video and a pair of shoes. So if you're not familiar with who Little Nas X is, He is the young man who sings the song Old Town Road. If you don't know what the song Old Town Road is. Kevin's
0: actually going to sing Old Town Road for us.
1: Actually, I'm not. Um, (laughs) 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 um, But he said he was in an annoying state today. So that's okay. Um, But if you don't know what Old Town Road is, ask your grandkids, ask your kids, ask, I don't know. Somebody, everyone knows the song Old Town Road. It's played at weddings, it's played at kids' birthday parties. I mean, anything you can think of, people are listening to it, all right? So it's one of the most popular songs and has been for now for a couple couple years or so. But Little Nas X is a a recording artist star, and he has come out with a video. And he's come out with some shoes and the shoes are the thing that's caused this whole big uproar. And he basically came out with these, what, what people are calling Satan shoes, right? So just, they have a pentagram on them. They have all these other characteristics, which I'll talk about here in a second. But mm-hmm. it, is, it is based and its, its kind of publicity, in my opinion, for the video that, that just came out. Right. And so usually mm-hmm. artists and, and, and we've known this from people like Kanye West and, and different ones. When they have an album coming out, they sometimes will go and do something really crazy to get some publicity, get headlines so that people will then see their new video or hear their new song. Or if mm-hmm. they feel like they are becoming irrelevant and people are not listening to their music, they'll go do something crazy so that people become more interested in them. And right. there's no difference here. Little Nas X is called an, a, a, quite a star. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: I want to talk about the, the this video for a second. So he has a video and the video s- starts out as him. Now, he is a known homosexual. He's he's come out as gay. He said that, you know, this is no mm-hmm. no surprise here. He's He's come out and said this. But this video starts off with him in this kind of Garden of Eden kind of place, right? And yeah. then he's, then he gets caught kind of fraternizing with this snake. And then he's eventually banished to, to hell in this video. And the way that he chose to fall into hell was he chose to come down a stripper pole and he's coming down the stripper pole in this very sexual way, right? Just, just very, in, in just sexual way. He's uh, then met by the satanic figure who takes him as his personal sex slave. And then, you know, the video kind of closes with Little Nas X performing a lap dance for the devil. Is essentially what, and I, and yeah. I will tell you guys, I watched this video Almost to the end, I mean, I just, I got to a certain point, I was just like, I, I literally cannot watch this anymore. Like, it was just, as a Christian, it made my blood boil. Like, I just, it just did. I, I'm just, just being honest with you. Mm-hmm. And so, out of this, and one of the ways that he has promoted this video is and this is where the story starts because th- th- this is where what people I don't even think a lot of people even knew this video was out there until he started saying that he was going to sell these shoes. So what he what he did was he teamed up with a shoe company that is able to use the Nike logo and he was able to produce shoes so Air Max and with the scripture of Luke 10:18 inscribed on the side of the shoe. And that scripture says, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. They're only producing 666 pairs of these shoes, which is of course is a nod to the mark of the beast and the beast's number. And they also, these, these shoes, they sold out in record time, right? So now they, you know, they, he put these shoes on. They sold out, and from what, what sources are saying, less than a minute. So like 60 seconds, these shoes sold out, which is literally insane. These shoes also, <laughs> crazy, so that these Nike Air Max 97s, they have a pentagram, and they also have a drop of human blood. They guarantee that there is at least one drop of human blood in every single shoe that's sold only 666 of these are going to be sold. So this has caused a crazy, crazy outrage. And people as Christians, of course, they look at it and they go, this is demonic. This is satanic. I cannot believe that Nike would allow, you know, somebody to put out a shoe with their logo on it. That is basically like satanic worship. Um human blood, they're black and red. they have a scripture on it that talks about Satan falling from heaven, like all the things right, and so people have just been outraged about this and 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 I would say rightfully so, but I think there's a lot of things there's some things that we want to get into, and, and I think it's really important for us to understand how do we respond as Christians through this, you know because i I think that our response, though it is warranted to be upset. I think we have not responded well to this.
0: Yeah, I mean, and right off the bat, I mean, you've you've heard Nike come out and supposedly going after a lawsuit after the company that falsely advertised it as a Nike shoe and made sure that everybody knew that Nike wasn't collaborating with MSCHF to get the Nike Air Max 97s exactly how they were advertised. And Lil Nas was apparently Well, his apology wasn't necessarily an apology, and I'll just go ahead and read that real quick since we're going into the response. But this was Lil Nas's quote-unquote apology as we found out that these shoes were actually not going to be aired from Nike. Uh, He said this, he said, I spent my entire teenage years hating myself because of the explicit y'all preached what happened to me because I was gay. So I hope you are mad. Stay mad feel the same anger you teach us to have towards ourselves. That was Lil Nas's response to the conservative Christian response.
1: Yes. And I, I want to say for the record that there is a video, and I want to I say this because if you have children, I want you to know that he did put a video out on YouTube that says Lil Nas X apologizes for the video. Now, I want you to know that there's that a trick because he basically says something for just a few seconds and it's not an apology and it automatically starts playing the video that this music video that I just described in the beginning of the show. So, yeah. so and we're going to talk a little bit about in detail what Kyle just, just talked about, which was on his Twitter where he talked about he spent his entire teenage years hating himself, because I think there are some things that we want to unpack around that. And, and we, we, we certainly will we'll get into that. And one of the reasons this conversation
0: came up with us is because, as you know, I'm a youth pastor. And when I see stuff like this, that you see the shoe, you already know in the secular realm there's Satan worship going on in music. You know that there's some artists that come out that say that they are Satan worshipers. So you know as a a minister, you know as a leader, that you are battling some cultural icons that are leading kids towards Satan worship. And as a Christian, you get outraged because you know this battle. You know it's not against flesh and blood, but it's against principalities and powers of darkness, rulers of this air. And so... You see things like that, and I've seen things, and this is how I responded, and the reason we're talking about this is because i I firmly believe I responded the wrong way, and I believe at times what's more powerful than speaking the truth is allowing yourself to admit you were wrong. so I was wrong. I, I don't think I was wrong in how I felt about it, but I was certainly wrong in how I responded, and I think a lot of Christians like me got on social media, got on our soapbox, and we combated what was going on with the satanic shoe that was supposedly being sold. And the problem is, what I found in my response, Kevin, was that I was attacking a sin instead of bleeding a heart, in fewer words. Where I think in the Christian realm, we can get caught up in not liking certain sins and attacking those sins. And not realizing that there's a soul behind that sin. There's a heart behind that sin. There's wounds behind that sin. There's trauma behind that sin. And that sin is there and it's being exploited because that person may or may not be crying out for help, may or may not be reacting based off of how they were neglected. And so we respond in a way that attacks what's being done. And then he gives a response like that, which basically told me. Somewhere down the line, the church failed him because they attacked his homosexual sin instead of helping his wounded heart, right? Mm-hmm. And then, the second time he surfaces against the church, he opposes the church, the church opposes him again on social media. And I was a part of that opposition. Yeah, And so, I took that, and I, I, since, I since then deleted my post. I, you know, my, my take was, I've got students that are seeing this, they need to see my take. Well, that's a little prideful. My voice on social media isn't going to save anybody. Let's be honest. The relationship with the person is going to allow them to trust me so they can trust my Jesus. My post isn't going to build that up. If anything, my post is going to, in that case, show how I as a Christian oppose Lil Nas X instead of I as a Christian want to help Lil Nas X. I want to help restore Lil Nas X. Galatians talks about restoring a brother. I don't, think that the post-social media post-world is restoring anybody, to be completely honest with you. I think it's just helping combat things. And so, the reason we want to talk about this today is because, yeah, that's very serious. What, he, what he's doing is very serious. What he's doing is leading a generation of kids, but more than the church combating him, I think the church has to love him, mm-hmm. pray for him, and try to lead him closer to Jesus. I don't think our call is so much combating what he's saying. I think our, our call is getting Lil Nas X in front of Jesus.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Showing him that in the midst of his sin, in the midst of his homosexuality, in the midst of his satanic worship, in the midst of his confusion, in the midst of his anger,
2: mm-hmm.
0: he can still have a place in front of an audience of one. Mm -hmm. And he can still come before that God, and that God can still accept him and restore him and heal him and forgive him. And so, I think that that's where I went wrong, just to be vulnerable enough, is where I saw, I need to combat this. I think Jesus would have saw, no, we need to reach that. Right. We
1: need to reach him. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 100%.
0: And so that, that, that's my apology on air is yeah, every now and then we get a little immature and we get a little into our emotions and our emotions, guys, can get in our way. Mm-hmm. They really can. And I'm going to quote JP Dorsey here, who's a phenomenal man. He's a leader in the Michigan district here for what we do. And this is what he says. He says, what if, and this is what made me actually take my post down, this quote here.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: And, and JP, if you ever listen to our show, thank you for this, <laughs> because it spoke to me. And as a leader, you were checking other leaders, and I appreciate that wisdom. He says this, what if the devil's strategy... So here I am thinking I'm fighting the devil, right? I'm fighting against the satanic worship. But he says, what if the devil's strategy is to just continue waving little red angry flags in front of Christians? So, we'll be so busy carping at individual cultural moments and raging at the social status quo that we won't have any energy left to be self-reflective, to be prayerful, or to spend time becoming the kind of beautifully transformed Jesus people that will actually embody him well to the world around us. So, mm. in short, he's saying, what if Satan knew that little Nas X post Was gonna infuriate me to the point to where I'm attacking Lil Nas in truth instead of loving Lil Nas in truth.
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: And that's exactly what happened to majority of the church world when that that post came out. And Kevin, I think what also helped me is I saw your post and you said, "We need to pray for Lil Nas." Yeah, that's all you said. Yeah, and that's that's the response. That's the response we all need to get to is not being so shocked. That the world is acting like the world
2: yeah
1: yeah I, let's and, and and let's dig into this a, a little bit too uh, on this point is so we we, t- we talked about how we responded as christians we, we responded we were shocked we were outraged but just ask ourselves why were we shocked like what mm-hmm. why why does christians continually be shocked when the world does what the world does like We're constantly expecting unregenerate people to act like Christians. Like they don't, that, that's, they don't serve Christ. They don't have the parameters and the checks in their spirit that we do, right? We, we know when we're doing, we're getting ready to do something wrong or something's irreverent or whatever the case may be, right? We, we, we know that. But for some reason, when the world acts like the world, we get shocked, we get outraged, we start condemning them, we start, you know, going after them hard. And they're kind of looking at us because they don't even understand. Some of these people haven't even read the Bible before. They have zero idea what the Bible says. They don't understand, oh, Christ died for you and that you, like, they don't understand that. But as Christians, we just go full bore and we're just like, I can't believe this person did this. And this is why we continue to not be effective as Christians. Right. Because the world never sees the love of Christ when they do something that we think is outrageous, right? That's like the world expecting us to do the things that they do. Like, no one should be surprised if, yeah. I'm, not at, uh, if I'm not in the club on a Saturday night, right? They shouldn't be shocked. Like, Kev? You, you ain't coming with me tonight? No, man, I'm good. <laughs>
0: You know what I mean, like, you know, my wife's gonna slap me for that one yeah.
1: <laughs> but you know, like you should not be surprised that, yeah, that i'm not at I'm not at the local bar with you on a Saturday night or whatever the case may be. Why? Because that's not something I choose to do as a Christian. I feel like that's an environment that I should not be in, okay? right. So why in the world would we turn that around on unsaved people and start yelling and screaming at them as if they serve the same God that we serve? They don't. Anyways, we're outraged. And I think instead of us being outraged, we've got to take that energy. And I think this is one of the things I put on my post was we've got to take that same energy and pray for the people who, uh, you know, who this, this, this happens to.
0: Yeah, and the point that I was I was trying to hint across is I think we don't we don't just do this with little Nas X. And this is why we wanted to talk about this, is is because this just surfaces how in the church world there's sin everywhere. Yeah. I mean there's sin everywhere you look, but we tend to like almost like like a plague, like we just tend to attack certain sins like they do certain hosts. Like we just devour human beings because of certain things that they do. And and I've said this, well, I'm, I'm, I need to spread the truth. Yeah, but the truth is not going to be heard if you don't spread it in love. And I don't know why we do this. I don't have an answer for why we do this, but there are just certain things, like we do it with homosexuality, and we do it with satanic worship, and we do it with certain specific areas of sin where we just, we attack the sin. With other areas of sin, we do a four part series where we teach the person how to get closer to Jesus through it. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. why, can't we, why can't we do that with every sin? And that's the problem we have. And we have hurt people because of that. And we have pushed individuals away because of that. And we're seeing that in Lil Nas X. And the, the sad thing is
1: with him, we've done it twice now. Right. And let me give you guys something to ponder. All right. Why, why is it? That we're only outraged when the devil looks like what we perceive to be the devil. Like, just Mm. think about that for a second, Mm -hmm. right? We, we like, there are so many other things that go on in society, and especially in the music industry, the secular music industry in Hollywood, that Mm -hmm. we are completely silent on. Yeah. But when it comes to, oh, well, it's it's the imagery matches what we think the devil looks like. And first of all, you know, just a little, you know, theology 101 here is the devil is not, he, the devil doesn't have a body, right? In, in the sense that of horns and a pitchfork in his hand. And like, this is the image that we've created, right? So when somebody, and and I think the devil sometimes is laughing at us because we're outraged because we see a red man sitting on a throne with a horn, with horns and with a pitchfork, right? And I want you to understand as Christians how dangerous it is for us when we are only outraged when we see the devil actually look like what we perceive the devil is. Because if, if you look at 2 Corinthians 11 and 14, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to read you from the ESV. It says, and no wonder for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What's the difference in my, and I, and I say this, what's the difference between what Lil Nas X did? And what is the difference between what Beyonce and Cardi B and all, some of the rest of these people are doing? What's the difference? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't see it. -hmm. If 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 Little Nas X is grinding the devil in a video, but Cardi B and Beyonce is are grinding other women and men on stage in front of your sons and your daughters, Mm -hmm. because it's Beyonce and it's in a prettier package, still sexual perversion. It is still satanic sexual bondage, right? Like it's it's you know so. And this is what I don't understand, and that's why I say, guys, it is so dangerous for us to look at little Nas X and go, well, I see it. It's the devil with horns on. And then when Beyonce yeah. does it, we, we have nothing to say. We're completely silent. Where are we as Christians for it all? If we're going to condemn little Nas X, well, then condemn Cardi B, condemn Megan Thee Stallion, Nicki Minaj, you name it, Jay-Z. All of these people who just denigrate our women—they denigrate you know things in society. They make sex look cheap. They look you know they make women's bodies just objects. I mean, there are so many things, but yet we're gonna rail on little Nas X because oh well, we saw the devil with horns, and that's what I—that's right. what I think the devil looks like. So I'm going—I'm gonna be outraged, guys. Right if we're going to be outraged and we'll talk about how we should respond in a second here but if we're going to be outraged let's be outraged about it all right mm-hmm. Beca- because he can look at you and go okay well you're going to be outraged at me but yet you you you've got Beyonce in your playlist right or, or you've got you know DMX or whatever right because you know we we love the we, you know we used to <laughs> listen to these people right and they talked about some satanic things themselves yeah. Yeah, no. And so I think we we have to understand and here's here's the key. And we did the same thing with Marilyn Manson. If you remember the story of Marilyn Manson, right? He this guy, you know, you look at Marilyn Manson now and you just go, "Oh my goodness, like he is like way on the dark side," right? But one of the mm-hmm. things that Marilyn Manson said is the reason why he became the person he became was because in youth group where he yep. should where he was where he should have been Accepted, loved, discipled, all of that. He was the outcast. The kids wouldn't Mm -hmm. talk to him. They were, they treated him as if he was just this, this otherworldly figure, right? And yep. again, this is Christians. This is where he should get acceptance. He should get love. He should get, you know, and, and don't get me wrong, guys, you know us well. If you listen to the show for any length of time, you know, we're all about the truth. We're all about people living right and, and, and navigating culture from a biblical perspective. Yeah. But it is not our job to change people. We can't change someone. Only Christ can. Yep. And Kyle alluded to this earlier, is that we failed him twice. We failed him twice. Now, listen to what he put on Twitter. I want to read that, 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 um, Twitter quote that Kyle read just a couple of minutes ago. He said, I spent my entire teenage years hating myself because of the S expletive. Y'all preached what happened to me because I was gay. So I hope you are mad. Stay mad. Feel the same anger you teach us to have toward ourselves. Now, anybody reading that quote and reading that, uh, that Twitter post knows, or, or if you, you understand, he's speaking from hurt. You can yeah. tell this is a guy that's speaking mm-hmm. from hurt. Why? Because we capitalized on his on his sin instead mm-hmm. of his need for a savior. We idolized yes. his sin. When he was not doing all of these things, we demonized him for being gay so much and told him over and over, are you going to go to hell for being gay? Again, I will say this again. You don't go to hell for being gay. You go to hell because you don't have Christ in your heart and you are not living for God. Gayness does not send you to hell. Not having a surrendered life to Christ or accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior is what sends you to hell. Uh, do I have any fishermen out there? Like, do, do any of you guys fish? Right. What do you do with fish before you 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 get them in the boat? Do you skin your fish before you get them in the boat? Absolutely not. You catch the fish first, and then you skin the fish. Well, it's the same way with. People like Lil Nas X or anybody else in the world. How in the world can we get them to understand the love of God that he so desperately needs to understand if we don't show him that love first?
0: Yeah. And the thing I've had to learn, we just got done with a mental health series. And the thing I had to learn was not to be shocked or surprised when people admit that they have a plan for suicide. Mm -hmm. Because when you act shocked, And, like, Mm. you're just thrown off, like, you're not validating that that was a viable option for them. You're Mm -hmm. not validating that, oh, you could feel that way. You could be in such mental distress that you could. So, right away, whatever you say after that shock isn't validated either. And when we act shocked when the world acts the way the world does, what we do is we don't validate that that's truly how they feel in the moment. Mm Mm-hmm. And then what we do is we don't validate that the truth that we're about to tell them is also out of an understanding of the wounds they face, is out of an understanding of the things they've been taught. Mm-hmm. And so, what, what we do is we, in, we invalidate what we're about to say. And so, what's surprising to me is that I've learned how to not be shocked by any other sin, mm-hmm. but there's certain sins in, my, in, in the world that I still am appalled by. Yeah. And we have to, as as leaders, we have to understand that our emotions have to get out of the way of things because we're not we're not the transformers. We're not going to transform. We are vessels. Mm -hmm. We are we're guiders. We're guidance, you know. And we have to lead and point people towards the one who transforms them. That's our job. Mm -hmm. That is exactly what what our job is. And so I've had to learn that with any sin. With any lifestyle, the goal is, is holiness. The goal is closer to Jesus. The goal is knowing him more. And the process is going to look like what God wants the process to look like, not what I want it to look like. The ultimate goal is getting to Jesus.
2: Yeah, 100%. The
0: The goal isn't winning an argument.
2: hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: The, the goal isn't, you're right, I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm right, you're wrong. It's not that. The mm-hmm. goal is, you're hurt. You're lonely. You're confused. The church hurt you. Your friends hurt you. Okay. But God's still there. Yeah. God's still here. And if you want that opportunity, it's your choice to make. You can have that in front of Him right now. Your mess, everything. And we have to get back to that as leaders. We have to get back to that as Christian people. Mm-hmm. I know the truth. Mm-hmm. The truth is Jesus. Mm-hmm. He is inside of me. And at some point in my life, I had to accept Him. Right. I had to have the opportunity to accept him. Had, even though I'm not gay, had a preacher came up to me and said, hey, the life you're living in, the way you live, that's wrong, and you're going to hell, that would have turned me away too.
2: Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. at
0: some point, he developed a relationship with me and said, hey, I love you because God loves you, and we're going to get you through this, and I was able to have that opportunity. It's no difference for people like Lil Nas X. It's no different.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I wonder how many... Byproducts of church hurt have come out into the culture, and we're mad at that person.
1: Mm, mm.
0: And we've created that person.
1: 100%. Because I think if you, and it's a good point, Kyle, because I think if you look at a lot of the stars that we have now, singers, actors, all that, but especially people that, that are in the, the singing space, musicians, that type of thing, a lot of these people came out of the church. Beyonce, she came out of the church. Right, yeah. you know, little Nas X sounds like he he was around some some Christians. Like, yeah. I mean, it you know, so so what are we doing to these people, right? And and, and I understand we want to stand up for God and we want to whatever. But one of the things that Kyle said when we were prepping for the show is he said, you know what, like we we're like, why are we trying to stand up? Like God can take care of himself.
0: Yes. Yeah. Like. Think about it. Like, who are we to think that we have to protect God? Yes. We just learned about this in, in our Good Friday service, but before the veil was torn, before that happened, you couldn't stand in the presence of God and not be murdered mm-hmm. unless you were the high priest and it was the one time of year after the Day of Atonement. Like, you, you couldn't do that. And so then we have the audacity to say... Well, now that this is Satan worship, I have to protect. God can protect himself. We have to love his people. That's right. Yep. The righteous judge is going to judge righteously. As far as I'm concerned, I'm not that guy on Facebook, and I'm not that guy in a youth room. I need to love and minister to hurting and broken and lost and sinful people. That is my goal, to glorify God. That is the end goal. That's the chief goal of man, to glorify God. How do you glorify God, people? That's right. That's right. What did Jesus do? He entered people's space, sinner's space. He didn't go towards Zacchaeus and say, Zacchaeus, come down from the tree, I'm ticked at you. That's right. I'm sure on the inside, he was outraged at what Zacchaeus was doing to his people. Mm -hmm. I'm sure on the inside, he was outraged at what the Roman soldiers were doing to his people. But you know what he said? Zacchaeus, I want to come to your house. I want to have dinner, to you, dinner with you. People, serve your Roman soldiers. If they ask you to go a mile, go two. Yeah. Don't mistake his love for people as an absence of anger of what was going on. Right. But he saw beyond the sin, and he reached the heart. That was his goal of being here.
1: Right. Yes. And I know some people, you may be thinking right now, well, aren't I supposed to stand up for what's right? Yes you're supposed to stand up for what's right. First, stand up for what's right in your own life. That, that's the first thing. And then the yeah. second thing, yes, you stand on, uh, up for what's right in scripture. But one of the things you have to understand, once you lead someone to Christ and someone comes to Christ, they're going to see it in scripture. You're not going to have to say much because as they begin to read their Bible, they're going to see, hey, just like we all did, I'm a sinner. Because, you know, before, before you came to Christ, I mean, think about yourself. What did you think about before you came? Did you care about unborn babies? Did you care about who you should, who, who should marry who? Did you care? I know I didn't. I couldn't give a care about any of that stuff. I did not care. <laughs> so, so, So my thing is, you know, and yeah, I mean, did I have some things that I care about? Sure, but nothing that I care about today. And so remember yourself when you're thinking about People that are, that are doing these things and you see artists and Hollywood actors and different ones coming out like this, make sure you remember that you weren't always the person that you are today, right? Right. Also, this is a 21-year-old kid. He hasn't even lived life yet. Like, he doesn't even know what's happening right now. You, you know, he, he's got a record deal. He, he's, he's, you know, and I'm sure that he's having a lot of pressure to sell downloads, Right? To make sure that people are downloading his music. So he's yeah. going to do whatever that he can with the direction of his production company, his, his, his record label, to make sure that this, this stuff gets out there. So I think, so as we do in every show, our desire is how would Jesus do this? Like, as Christians, how do we approach this? And I'll, I'll tell you right now one, we should be speaking life over this young man. You wouldn't be hearing my voice today. If someone didn't speak life over me when the night that I was going to commit suicide, you would not, Mm -hmm. you would not be hearing my voice today. So if you are hearing my voice today, all over the US and in other countries, you hear my voice. The reason you're hearing it is because somebody spoke life into me and they didn't condemn me for what I was thinking at those times. They didn't tell me anything else but show me the love of Christ and show me that I had purpose And that, you know, and what we need to be doing is showing little Nas X that he has purpose. Like you're a talented dude. Let's turn this around. Let's turn your talent around. And. Point it into a positive direction for all of the kids and the young people and whoever else who listens to you let's turn that around because you're a talented dude and you have the ability to galvanize and gather people and and people follow you they like you right that's yeah. what we should be doing not not telling him you know I can't believe you. No, let God protect Himself. God will protect Himself, right? But how would Jesus respond? How would Jesus respond? I think that that's the most important. So when we see when we saw Jesus walking the earth in the New Testament, and people were caught into some in in some gross sins, uh, let's look at like Kyle had mentioned it a little bit earlier, Zacchaeus right? Zacchaeus, if you don't understand how tax collectors were, tax collectors were the biggest fraud walking the earth at that time. They were filthy rich because they would make people pay way more in taxes than what they were supposed to. Right, And they held that over that person. So you either paid what they told you that you had to pay, whether it was the right amount or not, or else. So they were swindling money out of people. They were forcing money out of people. And you, you, I mean, Jesus cares about the poor. Jesus cares about people. Jesus did not want that to happen. If you look at the contrast of that, which I think is, 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 is really something. And, and I just I, literally, as I'm speaking this right now, it's it, uh, a contrast has come to me. And I never, I didn't put the two together, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to explain that here right now. So, Zacchaeus, so Jesus goes into Zacchaeus' house. He says, Hey, you know, he looks at Jesus. He's like, Hey, you know, and and Jesus looks up to him in the tree and he goes, Hey, I'm coming to your house today. So, Zacchaeus is spending time with the Lord of the universe. Nowhere in scripture do you see that he condemns Zacchaeus. Nowhere in scripture do you see him scolding Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus is actually shocked that he's coming to his house. Right. Like, whoa, you, 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 you you coming to my house? Me? I'm a tax collector. You realize that, right? Like you know. But Jesus goes to his house and breaks bread. Now, just like today, a lot of people would say, "Well, I can't. I I just can't believe she would. I can't believe he would do this, or I can't believe she would do that." Would you believe who he's hanging out with? Right. I mean, that's how judgmental we are sometimes as Christians. Now, Zacchaeus was swindling money. Out of people, right? And he was not saved, didn't know Christ, didn't whatever, right? Right. Flip that over to when Jesus went into the temple. Now he's in his own turf and he's in his own territory. Flip that. He goes in there, he sees that people are charging an exorbitant amount of money for people's the, the lambs, the different things like that that people were um they had to buy so that they could make sacrifices. <laughs> Jesus gets so angry that he begins to flip over the tables of the money changers and goes, wait a minute, this is my house. You've made this house a den of thieves. You're actually stealing from my people. Yeah. Notice that Jesus was harder in his own territory with religious people more than he was when he was with somebody that didn't know him.
0: You want to why? He
1: wasn't shocked
0: that sinners were acting sinful. That's right. He was right. shocked the church was acting sinful.
1: Yes. Yes. And he responded to it perfectly. He saw somebody who did not know him, and instead of him condemning that man, he had lunch with him. Imagine that. Imagine that. He walks into his own territory where people do know him, and they know better. hmm Totally different response. And we act opposite. Yes. What we do in the church is we, well,
0: we'll disciple you through it. You're going through sanctification. You're going through the process. You you're get there. And then we see someone outside the church acting in a horrible way and we, we're appalled. Yes. As if they're unreachable now and we've got to combat them and we've got to fight them. We actually act the opposite. Mm-hmm. Kev, that wasn't in the notes. That was a really good, that clicking those two together. That was really good, dude. That was, yeah, man. We talked about Zacchaeus, but we didn't talk about the temple. We didn't talk about the two separate responses. That was, that was, I mean, that's perfect. I mean, that's how Jesus responded to the church. That's how Jesus responded to the sinner.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I never, man, I didn't, it did not click to me and me before this either, but you know, God is good. So And the second example I want to give is the woman caught in adultery, all right? Now, I don't know about you, but this scripture, when you read the scripture, it says the woman was literally caught in the act of adultery, all right? So think about this for a second, right? Let's bring this up to modern day. Listen, hide your wife, hide your kids. I'm I'm getting ready to get real real graphic here, all right? So this woman, somehow, I don't know what happened that she was caught in the act, all right? And it seemed like there was a few people who caught her, right? Mm -hmm. She was caught literally in the act of adultery. So this is you cheating on your spouse, and somebody pulls you out of your hotel room, bedroom, wherever you are, okay? Drags you in front of Jesus, like you wouldn't even want to be dragged in front of your pastor. Imagine being dragged in front of the Lord of the universe, the Savior of the universe, right? Right. And being accused of being caught in the act of adultery. Now, we're going to read what Jesus said. This is in John 8, verse 1 through 11. It says, Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives, but early that next morning, he was back again at the temple. A crowd soon gathered, and he sat down and taught them. As he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees—so now these are the bigwigs in the church—the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of the crowd. And they said, teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. Verse 5 says, the law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? Now, listen, they were trying to trap Jesus. Jesus stooped down on the ground and he wrote in the dust with his finger. They kept demanding an answer. So he stood up again and said, all right, But let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Then he stooped again and wrote in the dust. Verse 9 says, when the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest, until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, where are your accusers? Where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? And she said, No, Lord. And Jesus said, Neither do I. Go and sin no more. Like let let that sink in. Let let, let let's think about our response to little Nas X. Because, you know, I I gotta pick something that you that we all think is, is, is really bad. And adultery is really bad. Right? Because we don't wanna we don't wanna pick and choose here. So, like, we have our pet sins that we think are super, super bad, right? But they're all sins to God. But let's pick one that in society and in church, if somebody found out you were cheating on your wife or your husband, that would be really bad. And they dragged you out in front of your pastor. But this lady was dragged out in front of Christ. (laughs) And Jesus' answer to that was, you know what? I know you've done wrong, (laughs) but I'm not going to judge you. And I'm not gonna condemn you. I'm just gonna say, go and sin no more, right? So, what should our response be to Little Nas X? What should our response be to Beyonce and all the other people out here who do things that we feel are just awful?
0: In the moment of Jesus' compassion, there was justice. Yeah. And we have to understand that his justice didn't come from proving her wrong. His justice came from giving her compassion. It was grace. It was mercy. But in the grace and mercy was the reality that you have to stop sinning in this way. That's right. And I think that it was a perfect illustration of showing us how to show compassion in a way that shows truth, yeah. that shows justice. You can love someone like a little Nas X, or you can love someone that's in sin and them see through your love and see there's a different way to live. There's a joy, there's a love, there's a compassion that they have yet to feel because it's not earthly. And that's what's going to draw them closer to the God that's going to help them overcome their bondage, their sin, their healing, their shame. That's the goal. That's the, the goal is to bridge that.
1: Yeah, I have friends who don't, and, 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 and have in the past and have friends currently, that I had a friend some, some years back, he's passed away unexpectedly, but he laughed at the idea of God, like literally Scott, like he just thought it was the craziest thing, right? Mm -hmm. And we had a great relationship. I mean, we, you know, he, he wanted me to go to a, you know, and I told him, I said, listen, I'll read any of your atheist books you want me to read as long as you, you'll read one of mine. And we, we doing it down to a, a, a movie and he actually went to a movie, a documentary just about, God and, and, and the existence of God and all that kind of stuff. And, and we actually went to that, you know, and again, I didn't condemn him, but I shared truth when I could and mm-hmm. I loved on him, right? There are people in my life today that they don't, they don't believe anything. They listen to this show and I know them and they don't believe, a, they don't believe in 99% of what I believe in. And I don't condemn them for that, right? That it's not, that's not what it's about. What I want them to see is to understand through my life, the truth of God's word, the love, the compassion, because you just can't have love and compassion and all of that. Those are not things you just automatically have. Those things come from God. Even if you're an unsaved person listening and you have love and compassion for people, that love and compassion came because you were created in the image of God. And so I think it is important for us To be like Jesus, and so when we see these things, little Nas X and whoever else, and so and this, he won't be the last one. Somebody else will come out, right, and they'll come out with something that we're not going to agree with as Christians. Let's take that energy, and why don't we pray for that person as opposed to railing on them and condemning them and trying to stick up for God? God, he's a he's he he's good all by himself. He can stick up for himself, right? And you say, well, but Kevin, I got to hold up the standard. Hold up the standard in your own life first. Then mm-hmm. let's show love. Because you know what? None of us are perfect. None, even the people, think about that. Even us, who we adore Jesus, we love him. We want to do everything that he wants us to do. We sin every single day. Some of us are talking about little Nas X, but our life mocks God. And the reason why we're okay it's because God loves us more than he hates our sin, right? He went to the cross to die for us, right? Beyond any sin. And he said, hey, listen, I'll cancel your sin, past, present, and future. I'll go ahead and die, right? The whole world is saved. They just don't, even, they just don't know it, right? If they would just accept Jesus, they, they would be saved, right? So who are we to act more outraged at sin than God Himself, I'm just outraged, Kevin. That I just I just, oh, I just can't believe it. I can't either, and I also can't believe that I still sin, even though I have tasted the goodness of God, even though I know how great He is. I still sin. Figure that one out. Why? Yeah. Because I'm I'm a human. Yeah. Right, so we we've got to bring this. We got to bring this back, guys. We got to reel it in, and and you know, my desire is for little Nas X to come through a saving knowledge of Christ. I love that young man. I want to see him. I want to see him know the true love of God. He obviously is hurting. He's he's hurting, and I want to see him come to true faith. And so, but I, I appreciate you guys. I know th- this. Th- these these can be some intense talks and times that we, we have together sometimes, because we, we have to address things that we're seeing in the culture. But I want you to know uh, more than anything that we love you. We, we are so appreciative that you listen. And do us a favor, and I know we say this all the time, but it's so important, share share these episodes, share them with your friends, tell your friends about it. If you listen to it, don't be a secret agent of the Thinking Out Loud podcast. We need you to blow your cover. Don't be a secret agent. <laughs> We need you to blow your cover and tell everybody you listen to Thinking Out Loud. And you can give them the caveat that you might not you might not uh, agree with everything. That's totally fine, right? And we don't yeah. expect that, right? But share it. Start some conversations. And then, you know, this is a two-way thing. Find us on social media, Thinking Out Loud podcast. You'll see our logo there. And go there and just... You know, comment or message us, private message us. We'll we'll talk to you. And then, of course, if you're on an Apple device, scroll all the way down to the bottom and do us a big favor and leave us a a review and a rating there. And you can listen to this reminder. You can listen to this everywhere you listen to podcasts or music. You can stream us everywhere. Our website is thinkingoutloud.com media.com so www.thinkingoutloudmedia.com if you want us to speak at your church or an event or be part of a roundtable discussion you could be a podcaster you're like hey i want to have those guys on our show contact us via our social media pages or website whatever you want to do but contact us and we'll be happy to speak either virtually or we'll come out to your place and even if you're out of state We'll come uh, visit you, and and we'll we'll sit down and we'll chat. Okay, so I hope you guys are having a wonderful day today, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you guys next week. God bless you.